Hey everyone, and you're listening to the Mind Over Matter podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, We are on our second last episode of the season. I cannot believe that we are ending the year off. Um, You know, it's been a full year of podcasting for me, um, almost a full year. And um, now just to wrap up this season before the year, it's going to be a crazy amount of reflection for me. And I just cannot wait to um, share that with you in the last episode that I'm going to be having. But um, today I wanted to introduce um, another guest on the podcast. So it is my honor and privilege to present to you my friend and soon to be yours, Benisha Patel. Um, She's a former accountant and pro athlete. um, And she's dedicated her life to helping women look and feel their best from inside out. Benisha founded Elevate Nation, an all-in-one wellness platform that helps expand your mind, strengthen your body, and awaken your soul. She strives to provide a community that fosters each person's individual growth and healing and create a community where women feel comfortable about their true selves while developing their physical and mental well-being. Um, And what I love about Benisha is that she doesn't just focus on physical fitness, um, she also goes into depth about meditation, nutrition, movement, developing a positive mindset, and um, helping people transform to their best versions of themselves. Um, and her her whole aim is to introduce people to a small lifestyle change that'll help them connect to their best self. So I'm very excited to show you this episode um, and have you listen because I learned so much and um, I admire her so much. I've been seeing her posts on Instagram and I'm so glad that we were able to connect. So you can find more information about her on her wellness platform. I will link it in the show notes, but in case you're interested and you want to check it out right now, it's elevate-nation.com. Check it out. You won't regret it. All right, I'm going to jump into the episode. Hope you guys love it. All right. Okay, so today I'm with Benisha. Thank you so much, Benisha, for being on here today. I'm so excited. I have been following your journey on Instagram for quite a while now, but I just want to know, with all your training programs that you have with Elevate Nation, first of all, I'll let you explain what that is even, um, and your website and your Instagram, everything that you preach is about changing your life with fitness and mindset. So I want to know a little bit about that journey. I want you to share a little bit about how you first got into fitness, but also how that impacted your life, if not changed if that's a very dramatic word but I would love to know first of all Mira thank you for having me on your podcast I love I absolutely love your content and I for some reason we've never met before but I feel like I've known you a lifetime so I'm just grateful for to be able to just share our stories and learn from one another but my story fitness actually was introduced to me at a really young age my parents put me in every sport but I really fell in love with fitness when I was introduced to golf because I knew I wanted to take it to the next level and in that process when I was training to be a collegiate athlete so um, just a fun fact I got a full golf scholarship to play in the states and I also took it to the pro level and during that time with having multiple trainers and coaches I fell in love with fitness because it allowed me to perform and elevate my game. But if you speak to any athlete, they'll tell you that they die twice. Super harsh, I know, but they die twice. The first time, once when they take their last breath, and the second when they kind of hang it up on the wall. And that's exactly what happened to me. When I stopped competing, 
I lost my love for fitness, believe it or not. I didn't know why I was working out. And I went through this downhill spiral. And now kind of in hindsight, when I look at it, sometimes you have to die a little inside to rise above and become stronger. But to share that journey with you, um, Instagram was kind of growing at that stage in life when I was in university. And even having all this knowledge and fitness and whatnot, the trend was being skinny. Mm. And I'm just going to be super vulnerable and open with even numbers, but not that it defines me, but I was around 100 and 140 pounds. That's like a healthy weight for me. And I dropped to 110. Within a year, I became raw vegan, vegan, everything you can name. I did everything to just tire myself out to get to that goal weight. I got there, looked at myself in the mirror. Was I happy? No, super external. Then from there, I went from 110, I gained over 60 plus pounds, and I was at the opposite end being 175. And that's when like, I might get emotional speaking about this because it's a huge part of what transformed my life. And in that period, I went through probably all the emotional roller coasters that a lot of women face through binge eating, you know, working out constantly from Monday to Friday, and then eating a tub of ice cream to my face. Oh, it's more emotional than, than it is physical. I probably tried every diet you can think of. I tried every supplement you can think of until, you know, sometimes you hit a brick wall and you're like, why am I even doing this? And I put a pause on it. And kind of, again, in hindsight, hindsight's such an amazing thing. When I look back at it, I always kept saying, why me? But when a lot of my clients look at me, they're like, B is so like, you know, she's fit and healthy. She doesn't know, she can't resonate with us. But it really allowed me to help my clients because I've been where they are. And I can tell them if I've, I've gone through this, so can you. So now your question, when you said, how did it transform your life? Fitness helped me to find love for self. It was my journey to self-love. And in that process, I was like, you know what? I've done this journey from the outside in. Let me do this from the inside out. I started enjoying working out. I started golfing again. My dad's a boxer. So I started kickboxing and just started finding more uh, holistic path to fitness more than anything. And in that process, in six months, I just, I let go of the numbers. Like, you know how I shared 140, 160. I let go of all of that. I just looked at the mirror so happy. And I told myself that I hope no one has to go through this journey alone. And this is why Elevate Nation is a nation bringing women together, doing this together. Um, there's so much more that went through that process, but just to kind of highlight those moments, this is kind of um, my journey in fitness and how it brought me to self-love. Wow. Thank you for being so vulnerable to share that. To be able to experience all of that and to go through so much and tell yourself, you know, things in the mirror when you looked at yourself and feel inadequate, what was the moment or what was that thing that made you say, you know what, not anymore. Like I wanted, there's something has to change. What was that turning point for you? This is so, you're going to laugh because we always get physical implications. And that's when usually we start taking control of our health. And I ended up getting alopecia from stress. 
Um, I had a hormonal imbalance where I've kind of lost my menstrual cycle and probably almost, I would say not diagnosed, but some sort of feeling of depression. And that's when I kind of just had to look at myself in the mirror and I said, something has to change. And a lot of the times we are so scared to go outside of our comfort zone. But I feel like when you hit rock bottom, you can't go mm-hmm. any lower. So I had to build myself up. But for me, it was my health, my health issues, which is probably a lot of us. Like when we hit our burnouts and whatnot, it's usually when we physically get exhausted, that's when we usually make change. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Um, And I think that we ignore kind of the moments that lead up to it. And it's often that voice in our head or that gut feeling like, you know, something's not right, but it's crazy how much we wait until those physical symptoms manifest. And then, yeah, yeah. But thank you so much for sharing that. Um, And I guess this kind of leads very well into the second question that I had for you because, um, and, and maybe you have a different answer, but I'm just wondering what is that one mistake that people make when they choose to begin their fitness journey um, and how can they avoid that? Such a good question. So obviously there are several mistakes being a trainer and a coach. I see it day in and day out, but before hitting my main point, I just wanted to share a lot of the times we attach ourselves to an outcome and we set a timeline. And even in that process of sharing my story, if I just, when I surrendered myself to the process, I was able to actually enjoy the journey because at the end of the day, ultimately life is a journey, not a destination. And also the same thing, resorting back to my my story, my reason to working out, my why was external. But our reason has to be so intrinsic, something that really fulfills us. That way when we get to it, it's more gratifying, right? Everything starts on an internal level before it manifests on the physical level. But my ultimate, the biggest mistake that I see day in and day out is unrealistic standards and expectations. This one is the biggest one. And social media, you know, starting with that, we're sometimes so consumed on it. With with the pandemic, you know, I would say screen time has gone up big time. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing a lot of people do is, as great as it is to admire athletes and these great role models, physical role models, to say, hey, I want abs like David Beckham, or I want arms like Michelle Obama, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're going to be disappointed. It's like comparing an apple to an orange. Can an orange become an apple? No. Can an apple become an orange? Same way in that sense. And I wish we could just focus on appreciating appreciating our bodies and really seeing and really focus on developing what our body can do so that we can better ourselves. And the other thing too is that being women, you know, I'm sure maybe we've said it ourselves or we've heard other people say, I want to fit into that dress that I wore five years ago. Way too many times. (laughs) Way too much. (laughs) What if we shifted that mindset and said, I want that dress to fit my body. And the reason why I say this is because it comes with our fitness routine as well. We see all these people online, like, you know what? I want to work out like this person. I want to do what this person's doing. When we kind of forget and ignore our actual day in and day out duties. We have maybe a family, maybe some people have kids, maybe we have work. 
And some of the things that you actually want to fit into your schedule, they may not fit. And I wish people could find that balance between both and seeing, you know what, right now, an hour hit workout wouldn't work in my lifestyle, but maybe a 30 minute bike ride would, right? It's just finding that. And I don't know, I think you've read um, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. He is awesome. There's a quote. He says, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. So this is where consistency, right? Say that one more time. Say that one more time. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. So this is why I I hope that people kind of look at their daily habits and just try to find consistency. If they can't do a 30-minute workout, do a five-minute walk today. But being able to check that list off, you're getting one step closer towards your goal. So um, that's what I would say is, the biggest mistake and how to prevent it is breaking down that goal. Focus on one thing at a time. Sometimes we try to do everything at once. Hey, I'm guilty of it too. All right. Meditate, read, go for a walk, work out and all these different things. <laughs> you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to hit that brick wall. And there it goes tumbling down, starting at square one again. Oh yeah. Right. So I think it's so important to just find something that um, where your mind, where meet yourself where your mind and body is. Yes. Meet. That's so, so true. And I think it connects well to what we were talking about off screen. I said to you, I said, we are feeling burnt out. And you said to me, well, yeah, like it is so the moment right now, like burnout is so real. And it's, and I'm finding that it's not just us. It's such a global thing right now. And so when you say meet your body, you know, where your mind is at, that's really powerful. Like Mm -hmm. that is really powerful. And there's also one more thing that I kind of want to draw on because I felt like that was super, super powerful. You said everything manifests or sorry, you said everything manifests on an internal level before it manifest externally yeah so everything starts on an internal level internal manifest on the physical level yes tell me about that it is super powerful so if you see um when you start taking care of yourself you not only feel better you look better and you attract better on the physical realm so every single time you've done that have you not noticed the physical changes happening right When you start looking at yourself and saying, I love you, I want better, I need better, everything on the physical realm changes along along that because everything matches your, I would say like your internal vibration, right? Yeah. It's super deep. It's hard for me to kind of just uh, say out loud right now, but it's a mix of things, but everything begins on an internal level, kind of like how a seed grows, right? If you nourish it, it will grow. If you don't, it'll turn into a weed. No, that totally makes sense. Like if I think about it, the times that we kind of put taking care of ourselves on the back burner, Mm -hmm. you know, what usually ends up coming out is me being really frustrated or upset, you know? And so if I think about it on another level, like when I do take care of myself, it's like a completely different world for me. Suddenly I'm able to give more. Not that I'm saying that, you know, you take care of yourself so you can give, but when we take care of ourselves, we can give, right? So that is absolutely so true. You can't pour from an empty cup. We've all done it before. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so I kind of want to move into a little bit of a, 
a little bit of a topic that I find that I have been struggling with, and it's the idea of staying disciplined. Um, but more specifically, I want to draw on the context of how can we stay disciplined in a time where we are so burnt out? I have seen you stay consistent with your workouts and you showing up on Instagram or you showing up on your stories. And that means so much to me. When I see you show up, it makes me want to show up. But I want to know how you do it, even despite feeling so burnt out. Got you. Um, it's something that you've said kind of previously, it's having self-compassion in the process. So starting off with, I want to touch base more on self-compassion, but before getting into that discipline, in my group, I have a quote each month. And this month I wrote, motivation gets you going, but discipline gets you growing. And Aristotle has a quote, he says, you know, we are what we repeatedly do. Therefore, excellent is not an act, but a habit. And how do we create habits? consistently showing up as we are. I think that's what it is. Sometimes we're like, you know what? I need to be a hundred percent, but look at your phone battery. Is it always at a hundred percent? No, it's not. But show up, like I said, where your mind and body is. And that's why it's so important. Sometimes the first thing I do when I wake up is how is B feeling today? Energy levels? Hmm. 50%. Okay. Let's not work out super hard today. Let's just do something. But it's like what I said earlier, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. It's kind of all accumulating. And James Clear also says, everything is compounding as little as it looks. Everything is compounding and it will have the highest return on investment. We are so focused on the short term that we forget the long term, right? So um, staying disciplined and just showing up for yourself every single day as you are. But the key to self-discipline is having empathy for your future self. I'm going to say that again. The secret to self-discipline is having empathy for your future self. I wow. feel like we struggle sometimes. Yeah. We sometimes struggle to do things for our well-being. Uh, we, we struggle to do things for, um, we struggle to do good things for our long-term well-being, which may be challenging short-term. Mm -hmm. But I have a simple and self-compassionate way to overcome the short-term struggles so that we can commit to our long-term well-being. And that is to treat your future self like a friend. Mm. imagine if you started doing that so for example let's just say um short-term thinking would be hey i'm doing this this feels unpleasant i'm not going to do it but self-compassion the other hand would say hmm mm -hmm. doing this how will it make me feel and how will it benefit me and i feel like by doing this it turns that self it it, um, having empathy for a future self stops discipline being self-punishment and it turns it into self-care. Okay. You've said a lot. I want you to, I want you to say that last sentence one more time. Okay. Having empathy for our future selves stops mm -hmm. discipline being self-punishment and turns it into self-care. And this brings a sense of joy to the present moment. We don't see ourselves as an enemy or an obstacle. We see ourselves as a friend. Imagine that. And I believe that having that empathy for your future self 
It's much easier to avoid impulse and self-defeating behavior and to act in ways that promote our long-term well-being. So that's all it comes down to. It's so simple. I think we overcomplicate so many different situations and we put so much pressure on ourselves to show up 100%. But why can't we show up at 50%? Why can't we show up at 60%? And what if we started being kinder to ourselves and started seeing ourselves as a friend? Would you be mean to your friend? No, no. I, I probably wouldn't say half the things I say to my friends that I say to myself. So <laughs> our worst critic. I mean, sometimes pressure, there's pros and cons to it, but mm-hmm. during difficult mm-hmm. times, if there is no self-compassion, you're just driving yourself to nothingness to a brick wall. And we've been there. We go tumbling down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Has there been a, has there been a time in your life where what you're sharing, you know, showing up consistently or consistently showing up just as we are. Has there been a time where you have done that and you've been like, wow, I underestimated the power of that? Actually, just because of um, recency, this past month, I just uh, created this 21 day workout challenge. And Mira, just like your podcast, no one sees what goes behind the scene. And It takes me about an hour and a half to film and around six to eight hours to edit my videos. I had to push this out. So I was recording in the morning, editing at nighttime because I had life happen. I had all these weddings, you know, summer hasn't been easy for a lot of us. And I just told myself, you know what, just show up yourself as you are, do a little bit, but just focus on the feeling of how it's going to feel afterwards. And I just kept pushing myself. Sometimes you have to do that, right? There's being an entrepreneur, no one else is going to do it for you. No one's going to be there for you except yourself. So I did push myself. I gave it what I could and I did what I could. And guess what? In, tw- in around 30 days, I completed 21 workout videos. Mm-hmm. But had I told myself not to show up at all, or had I told myself, to give it a hundred percent, I would have brought myself up to a point where I feel like I wouldn't want to do this anymore. But Mm -hmm. from this, I feel like it really helped me to increase my willpower. And that's why I love your podcast. That's my mantra, mind over matter, right? It's increasing, increasing that mental capacity to overcome any challenge, no matter the circumstances. Yes. So, so yeah, I know it's kind of a practice what you preach, but there are t- some times where we actually have to push those limits in order to meet deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're saying is it's better to show up imperfectly. Not that there is such thing as showing perfectly, but it's better than not showing up at all. Um, that is crazy though. The fact, first of all, it takes so much effort to film, edit, put it together. Um, I can't imagine but what happened on those days where you weren't feeling it? How did you stop that inner critic from telling you, hey, you should have done more? And this is coming, this is coming from a very, I'm this is coming from a very selfish perspective. And the reason I say so is because there are days where I will literally push myself to do certain things and I will tell myself, I could have done more. Like I literally could have done more, even though I didn't feel like it. I could have done more and I beat myself up for that. So what, what, to- how did you stop that inner critic? 
I know this sounds crazy, but I'm sure we all do this, but we, a lot of people probably don't share it. I talk to myself. Oh yeah. A lot. I will literally like people in my house are like, who are you speaking to? I will (laughs) pinch myself. I'll nudge myself. I'll just take a little break. And every single time I see, catch myself doing that, I think that's what it is. I think the power of awareness, being able to catch yourself. And every single time I do that, I get up, I go for a walk or I breathe and I have that internal conversation with myself and I get right back in. And I do that as many times as I need to, because if you have that deadline set in place, you need to complete it. You need to do it. I know this is different kind of speaking from like an entrepreneurial side, but I think a lot of the times we try to have control over everything, you know? Yeah. I feel like also being women that are independent, that are strong, we like to sometimes have control over certain things and you know trying to let go of that control is really hard and that's something that i've battled over the past few months but um letting go of that pressure letting go that pressure of doing more and uh, so what i do is i have my list like i told you i break it down i do what i can if i can't do it great move on to the next day but i do what i can Mm -hmm. and they're realistic yeah yeah I love that because it not only speaks to me from a fitness perspective, but that speaks to me on a literal life perspective, because we tell ourselves we're not doing enough for everything. Like we could be doing, we could be showing up in every aspect of our lives, 100% in our heads, right? But like, we obviously know that's not the truth. So I love that. I guess I want to shift gears a little bit because I want to talk about how fitness has shifted your mindset. And I know you talked a little, touched a little bit upon, you know, you being in golf and playing mm-hmm. golf and being really involved in sports. How did your involvement with fitness, working on yourself on a really physical level, how did that change your mental level? Mira, I am super fierce, unstoppable. And anything that comes my way, I can conquer it. And the reason being is because if you ever see my workout program, all the girls will will share with you. I always say, no challenge, no change. And I always say mind over matter. And what I mean by that is whenever you can't do a, a rep, do one more. Go the extra mile. You know what I mean? Read that extra page, whatever it is. And every single time I kept doing that, I kept pushing my limit. And every single time I pushed my limit, I was like, wow, this is what I'm capable of. And I got so addicted to that feeling that I kept pushing and pushing. That's what increased my mental capacity. Because sometimes we don't even know what we're capable of until we push ourselves. But you need to be able to do that. You need to get uncomfortable because guess what? It's practice, right? It's so easier said than done. And if I'm talking to someone that's new, that's never been in an uncomfortable situation, the initial challenge is always hard. But once you overcome that first hurdle, you're like, what's next? What's next? And I think that's what's helped me, uh, I would say, make me so resilient um, is always tell myself to do that thing, that one more thing, that one extra Mm -hmm. thing. Go that extra mile, always. This totally wasn't a part of the questions list, but I want to bring it up because you brought up the idea of doing one more rep. Um, And I'm going to read out, this is a caption on one of your posts. I'm going to read it out because it was so good. You say, sometimes we're full of good intentions that amount to nothing. We have our goals. We have a clear idea of all the things that we want to achieve. And yet something holds us back. We procrastinate and put things off. We let self-doubt settle in. 
We struggle to get started and then we struggle to see it through. Life is demanding and will always be demanding. However, if you really want to commit to something, you'll have to learn to commit to your commitments. Well, I just got that's you. That's you. I got goosebumps hearing that because anyone that's come to my boot camps or anything, I always say commit to your commitments. When you show up for yourself, you can show up better for everyone else. And those words are so powerful because it's true. So many people wish for things, but you know, a goal without a plan is nothing. And a lot of people don't execute because they're scared of failing. When failing actually helps us build trial and error. And that's how successful people, you know, like everyone wants a strategy. Mm -hmm. But how do you get, how does your strategy form? Through trial and error. But I wish people were able to just put that first step forward. And if you fail, you fail. You learn from it. But every single time you rose above the challenge, it's helped strengthen you mentally and physically. But that is a powerful term. I commit to my commitments. No excuses. Honestly, when it comes to yourself, I feel like people like us and our roles, we do so much for other people. We forget about ourselves. Selfish sounds like such a bad thing, but what's wrong with helping self? I guess this just ties in really well into um, what you were saying. Like we have a super, super fixed mindset. I had a streak going of three days of working out. My fourth day, I missed it. Five day, fifth day, I cannot show up because I missed my streak. So now I need to wait or, you know, I failed. So now I'm not going to take any more chances because I already got proved wrong. So why the hell would I try again? So I want to know what to you is the growth and fixed mindset Before I get into that, I just wanted to share how powerful our mind is and how powerful our thoughts are. The stories that we tell ourselves on things that we believe about ourselves can either prevent change from happening or allow new skills to blossom. So to answer your question, so Sadhguru, he says that our thoughts, they can't be added or subtracted. They are multiplied. So now that you know that, think of a garden. And think of your thoughts as, you know, either a weed or uh, a seed, right? So look at that weed symbolizing negative thoughts. It Mm -hmm. multiplies. Do you want weeds in your garden? What about um, growth? The seeds that we plant, the positive thoughts. But now this is where I want to share this stuff that a lot of people don't want to share. In order for those seeds to grow, there is darkness there is light, there is rain, there is sunshine. This journey isn't butterflies and sunshine. It really isn't. We have to embrace all of it. But guess what? It allows that seed to grow into a beautiful flower. And that's why I always ask people, do you want in your internal garden, do you want to grow weeds or do you want to grow flowers? So I think the best thing to ask yourself is by you even saying like, you know, I stopped here, my streak is done. Multiply that. Multiply that thought. That's all you're hearing as a big speaker in your head. And sometimes I get it. It's not as easy as a shift. Like, okay, now I'm going to go. You know what I mean? But just embracing and accepting, okay, you know what, Mira? This happened, but it also takes a lot of courage to restart. And if we forget to honor that part, it takes a lot of courage and bravery. So honor that part as well. You know, life is full of ups and downs. Why do we only see the light? We are made up of darkness and light. 
So we should embrace both, right? So yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that you're right, because it is a hard truth that we don't want to hear. And it's an, it's a hard truth that is, isn't often conveyed. Um, and that was kind of one of the things that I put up on my Instagram story yesterday, which mm-hmm. I saw that really resonated with me, which was like, you can go to therapy, like you can read the best of books, you can read Atomic Habits by James Clear 500 times if you wanted to, but you will still have to deal with difficult emotions and tough emotions. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. It really is. There is. It is. Right? There's darkness and light and light and darkness. Like, how does a shadow create it? Through light. So, there's a bit of both of everything. But, yeah, I forgot who I saw on Instagram. He always has this mantra, observe, accept, transform, release. So, observe the thought, accept it for what it is, transform it, and release it out into the universe. And I feel like whenever I catch myself in a negative spiral, I try to just observe the thought, accept it for what it is, transform into what I want it to be and release it out into the universe. I love that. You could make that like an acronym, like OTER. 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 Every time you have a negative thought, you need to OTER. You need to observe, (laughs) accept, transform, and then release, right? This conversation, first of all, has been so, so good. Um, and I knew this conversation was going to be good the moment that I asked you if you could be on the podcast, because I have seen you, and I say this again, because I have seen you speak on your Instagram stories and show up and whether it's speaking about, you know, what you believe in or doing it, you know, doing the work, I am so, so inspired by that. So if people want to follow along your journey, people want to join Elevate Nation, which you have talked about, and I'd love for you to talk about it a little more. Um, how can we get in touch with you? Absolutely. So for those that don't know what Elevate Nation is, I know a lot of people look at my my platform, UC Fitness, and Mira Secret. This is the way I reel people in. This is the way I reel people in. And if you talk to any of the girls in our group, it is more than workouts. It's mm. healing the mind, body, and soul, working from the inside out. It's a community. This is what I wanted to create, a community that fosters everyone's individual growth through spirituality, movement, and nutrition. And to be able to, I mean, when you're a part of a community that's like-minded, you're thriving to with the same goal in mind, to be the best version of yourself. So we understand each other, each other's struggle. And to be able to say, hey, to, I know this is super like TMI, but hey, I got my menstrual cycle today. I'm not feeling good. Someone will say, it's okay. No worries. You got it. You could show up. Go for that five minute walk. I'll see you tomorrow. So this is what it's encouraging. I feel like there's so a world full of quick fixes. This is one place where it's just holistic thinking, holistic dieting, just holistic living. And through movement, nutrition, and mindset, we've evolved and elevated each other through new heights. And that's one of the mottos for Elevate Nation. We elevate by lifting others. And the second motto is reconnecting you to you because we are ultimately our own healers. No one knows us better than we know ourselves, but sometimes we need to reflect. And a lot of people don't want to do that themselves. So they find therapists. But in our group, we have a lot of self-care activities where we have, oh, it's very, we go really deep. We uncover the layers, take that mask off so that women can start living um, in, their, in the most authentic self 
confining in no boxes and just comfortable being themselves. So this is what it's so much more. I can't explain it in this one sitting, but check out the website. It's elevate-nation.com. And uh, I don't even know what my job title is. It's I love helping people. <laughs> I just love helping people. And that's why when you say like, how do you show up every day? It's because I just want to help that one person because I'll speak to you afterwards. That one person changed my life in, at one point in my life. And if I could do that for someone else, then um, this is what kind of motivates me to do what I do. Uh, but yeah, you can DM me. I will gladly get onto a phone call conversation, do an assessment. And if you align with what I believe in my style, then we'd move forward. Um, yeah, that's so, so true. Now, now I know that I kind of wrap this up real quick, yeah. but I, I, every, every podcast episode, I do this fun thing uh-oh. and it's called, <laughs> she's like, oh, <laughs> I do a rapid fire round. So basically that. what that is, is like, I ask you a series of questions and you answer it in one sentence or less. Wow. I love speaking in one sentence. Okay. I'll, I will. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So what does putting mind over matter mean to you? Ooh. I saw this somewhere. Reason over pain. Wow. Reason over pain. Nice. Okay. It's a good one, though. It's a good one. Um, Something you've read or listened to recently that's inspired you? Something I've read. Okay. So um, we are starting a book club at Elevate Nation. It's wow. called Set Boundaries and Find Peace. And I feel like, remember, we're talking about it. I feel like in order to not kind of come across that burnout, we have to establish better boundaries. So it's, I can't really speak too much upon it, but I would say definitely read it if you are struggling with boundaries. Wow. I will definitely check that out. It's your last day on earth. Who would you want to spend it with? It could be anyone, a celebrity, a family member, friend, anyone. Yeah, this is really deep. Um, this is really deep. I'm going to go deep there with you. Do I it. would actually say goodbye to my family and friends, but I would spend it alone. Reason being wow. is because I really want to practice detachment before I leave and just connect to the higher power. That way I kind of hold no attachment to the things behind me and my kid, my soul can just live, leave freely. I've never gotten that answer before. Mm-hmm. It's something that I thought about at a really young age. Yeah. Yeah. Totally not going one sentence or less, but (laughs) (laughs) just want to know, like, that is amazing to think about it at that age. Was there something that sparked it? Definitely. I was, uh, I want to say, you know, this comes down to faith now and everyone has their personal beliefs. There's no judgment, but I believe that I am not this body. I'm this soul. So I just feel like kind of looking at it from that soul perspective, that energy perspective, we kind of, you know, die alone in that, in that sense. And I think it's so important to just pay your gratitude to the material world before kind of ascending. Yes. Yeah. We leave behind everything. Absolutely. Um, what has been your silver lining of the pandemic? Oh, I've actually reflected on this one. Um, gratitude for the most simplest things, the natural healers, water, nature, sunlight, and just being able to do that during um, the pandemic, going on hikes, just spending time in nature has been everything. So gratitude for the smallest things. 
Second last question here. What is one mental health tip that has really helped you recently? Going back to gratitude. I feel like sometimes we are living in the past and the future that we forget to live in the present moment. And sometimes whenever life just feels overwhelming, I usually take my hand and I put it on my heart. I take a few deep breaths and I share I mean, talk to myself what I'm grateful for. Not only does it allow me to be in the present moment, but it allows me to be in a state of abundance. Yes. Gratitude leads to joy for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and finally, what is your favorite song? <laughs> no one's asked me this before. Um, <laughs> on a podcast too, eh? <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so I actually have two. I can't pick one over the other. So work by Rihanna, because moves get you moving. Yes. Sweet Nothing by Calvin Harris. Oh nice. Um, I haven't heard Sweet Nothing. You'll really like it. It has a lot of cool remixes, wants to make you jump. And current, I know you didn't ask that, but pop smoke. music is just banging especially if you want to lift heavy thank you so much for sharing um it has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast like oh i was gonna say likewise thank you mir for this opportunity it was so nice to connect with you and i can't wait to see you i'm holding you to it i'm holding you to it too thank you (laughs)